Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode, Two Europeans in Korea podcast. Today, we have with us Zahid Hussein, businessman, honorary ambassador for the Korea Tourism Organization and a television personality. Zahid, welcome Hello, to Zahid. the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a really a great pleasure to be on Two Europeans in Korea. This is a, <laughs> the, the, the name is really interesting. I was like, wow, this is a good name that these guys have made up. So it's really good to be here. And uh, I hope to have a good discussion and a good talk today. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. So he's, as you probably know, is a very good friend of mine. Right, right. We used to be on the Abnormal Summit together. Pigeon Sun with them? Yeah, Pigeon Sun with them. Mm, yeah, like, you know, uh, uh, Alberto is a big guy in Korea. I'm not, I'm not that big of a guy. Oh, you come know. on, he's you're the, bigger. He's a senior. He's a mentor for me when, oh, when come it comes on. to media. But a really good friend. We had a really great time wor working together. And today I was really excited to see him again after a long time because he's busy, I'm busy. It's been a while. Albert, you were an original cast member of Pigeon Sun with them? Yes, yes, yes. And you as well, or you came later? I was the, in the second season. Yeah, there were two right. seasons. He was in the first season. I came in the second season. Yeah, Alberto was one of the few people who did both seasons, right? Right. Which, right. I, which I, I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> of it's, course, there were reasons. It's really funny of because you're so likable. No, I'm really lucky. I will say. Oh no, he's right. You're you're uh, likable. No, so, you know. know. I don't. Maybe they didn't find any good Italian. Probably. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. I think last time we met, I don't remember if it was a. Like, we did a, a marathon together. We were yeah, running yeah. together. That's right. We did a marathon together. Yeah, a marathon together. Was it the one? JTBC marathon. Yeah, yes, JTBC marathon. And then we had another half marathon uh, together. But then he had a schedule in the morning and he couldn't right. show up. We did that. Uh, so yeah, that was the last time. We I was probably that. drinking somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> so can I ask you how you went on TV first? What's your story? Because everybody's story yeah. who has been on TV is a little bit different. Right, right. So right. what's yours? Uh, for me, I, I had a really long story behind this. Uh, when I came to Korea in 2008 as a Korean government scholarship student, um, I was very excited to, to study in Korea and then, you know, I mean, uh, learn the culture here. But then when I came to Korea, I, when I was coming from Pakistan, I had a question from somebody, why are you going to Korea? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a war zone. So people would only know when you say Korea, they will only think about North Korea because, mm -hmm. you know, they were always on media and Korea was not at that time too much on media. And then when I come to Korea, like, Korean people also had this kind of same mentality about Pakistan, about you know, Pakistan. whatever you show on media, they will think Pakistan is like that. And there were a lot of uh, things that they didn't know about Pakistan. So I always had this, uh, this thing in my, in my mind and deep down in my heart that I should do something to fix this. You know, mm -hmm. in Pakistan, I should introduce Korea in my way. In Korea, I should introduce Pakistan in my way. So uh, after I graduated from Korea University, I was working for a Korean company. And at that time, I had a, a chance to, 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 to go to Arirang TV for a TV mm -hmm. show. And luckily, there were 18 countries. And I luckily, it was a competition type of thing. And I luckily won it. I don't know why, but like I luckily what won What was it. the competition about? It was called Bring It On. Uh, okay. It's a show. It was a show on Arirang TV, and then it was about like they will give you a topic, uh -huh. uh, and then you have to talk about that topic about your country in Korean or in, English. In English, in okay. English, because Arirang TV they do English. Yeah, in so English, right. um, it was an English show, but you know I kind of like okay, why not? I will, I will do it. And then mm -hmm. I went there, and it was a good show. It turned out to be good, and then. After that, is there any people we know in? Were there any people we know in? Uh, which, which year was that? Was it was in 2015. 
2015, okay. roughly 2015. Uh, I don't know if you know about uh, Amy, uh, Amy, Amy yeah. from Canada. Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know Amy. You know Amy, right? Yeah. And Ilya. Ilya was a judge. Robin was a judge. Oh, okay, okay. In okay. the second, in the season, because I was in the third season. Uh-uh. So they were they were working there as judges, but okay. I was a participant in the third season. And then after that, like, uh, I I got a chance to to end up in because you know I I had this thing in my mind that I want to introduce the country. It's mm-hmm. not like I want to be a celebrity or something, but I just had a thing, a, a dream in my mind and. Uh, uh, so when I, I I felt like, okay, this was in English, but the, f- the people who were watching this show were all foreigners, like Malaysians, right. Singaporeans, and people from Singapore. And then I thought like, okay, I need a chance in Korean. And meanwhile, they were doing Pijong Sang Hedam season one, and they were looking for people in season two. And somebody recommended me. I had an interview. And then, yeah, that's how I ended up at Pijong Sang Hedam. Do you know who recommended you? Yes, I know. Who? Can Alex. You- Alex yeah, yeah. from Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. He was he, like Alex is my one of the best friends in Korea. I met. Um, uh, he went for interview, and then they asked him like, uh, "Do you know anybody else who speak good Korean?" And then because uh, Alex's friend was on the same show with me on Arirang yeah. TV, Bring It On, and then he asked his friend like, "Hey, do you know anybody?" Because Alex didn't know a lot of people here, and then he, uh, she said like, "Oh, I know a guy from Pakistan. So, yeah. He's he's. I think he should go there." And then that's how I I, yeah. I got in there. But you know, for like, it's not that for Pigeons and Wedam, even for season one, they interviewed like hundreds of foreigners, right, right? And then we had actually hundreds of foreigners on the show. So I'm right. sure they they their foreigners database was like huge. Right. It's right, not right. only that if someone recommends you, you're on the show. It's, exactly. It's yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people who had interviews with yeah, me the same, but, but they couldn't make it. But, you know, like, I, I don't know how I made it. Maybe it was a unique story about Pakistan. You know, Pakistan is not very, people are not very familiar about Pakistan mm-hmm. and the Pakistani culture in Korea. Uh, so maybe I wasn't that good at Korean at that time, but still I somehow made it for true. there. Come on. <laughs> no, seriously. You know, like when I when I used to see these was, guys on the was show. Like was one like one of the best. <laughs> no, no, no. Guys. No, seriously not. Seriously. I mean, I watched a couple of videos of you speaking Korean. It's it's, it's okay. Pretty it's pretty uh, no, in 2015, 16, I wasn't that fluent. But then, you know, that one of the things that I liked about Pijong Sang Hedam is we, we had to study a lot for that show. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a big responsibility for us. Like, I can't just go there and say whatever I want. I need to study that about that before. And, you know, like, because we were given the topic before and then we used to, like, research all of, uh, all of the things and then... I studied about Pakistan more than ever before, and I studied Korean more than ever before because of the show, because I wanted to be better on the show. So, yeah, that's that was one of the good points that uh, I got from the show. You said um, rightly so that most people maybe don't know that much about Pakistan, about right. your home country. Right, right. If, you get, if you've been given three or four minutes and you would highlight Pakistan, what it is, how the people are, right. what that's what is there to go to, like... Okay. You must see. Yeah. How would you introduce your own yeah, country? Yeah, I'm, I'm super. Because I'm really curious as well. Actually, I mean, I know Pakistan, Pakistan. Um, but not as well as other countries. Right, right. I right. know, for example, like the geography, Himalayas yeah. range starts yeah, in yeah, Pakistan, yeah. to yeah. my knowledge. Right. Um, but just like other things that we need to know. As right. Um, so yeah, like uh, as I said, Pakistan is one of the countries that uh, has a lot of potential, but the world doesn't know about it. Uh, potential in the sense that. The culture is very diverse and people are very hospitable, very friendly. And there are a lot of places to visit. Like, uh, as you said, Himalayas. I mm-hmm. belong to the Himalaya region. 
So that's my hometown. You know, if you ever heard about K2, the second highest mountain yeah, after yeah. Mount Everest, that is where I belong to. So we have, uh, uh, if you see more than 6,000 meter high mountains, uh, Pakistan is the country which has the most more than 6,000 high mountains, uh, wow, like crazy. taller than 6,000 meters. So China and Nepal together is not equal to Pakistan. So that wow. many mountains we have in Pakistan. So it's a very good place for mountaineers and for people who want, who love trekking and stuff like that. So if you go to the north, you will find mountains. And one other thing that is special about those mountain areas is uh, the nature is totally untouched. Amazing, it's right? totally wow. untapped. It's it's totally the nature itself. We didn't change a lot of things because there's not a lot of development projects and stuff happening over there. And we, people from my hometown, we're trying to make it a national park mm -hmm. so that we could stop in constructions and you know like roads right, and stuff right. like that to keep the natural setup like the way it is you so don't this, have fine dust problems exactly no no we don't have fine okay. dust and there's no pollution because we don't have too many cars and people are very 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 hospitable and very friendly uh you know when you when you say pakistan sometimes people have this thing that oh it could be dangerous or something believe in my hometown has the crime rate in my hometown is zero I mean, we don't close doors. We keep it open because nobody goes in and, and take things uh, how away. How about the capital? The, the capital, capital, Islamabad, is a very Islamabad. small city. It's a very small city. Uh, it's very it's very clean and it's just a green city. We made that city. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a city before. Just like Seoul, you know, cut the mountains and make that. So it's, before we had a capital, Karachi. Karachi mm -hmm. is the biggest city of Pakistan. It is much more complicated yeah, and okay. complex than than Seoul, to be honest. Karachi, so because Karachi had too many people and then that's why we shifted the capital in the 1960s to Islamabad. Islamabad is a place where only people who work for the government or okay. the politicians or people like that live in that city. It's a very small city. Uh, plus one more thing that is very special about Pakistan is uh, Pakistan was the center of Buddhism a uh, long time ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about Gandhara civilization. Yes, yes, like, yes. We had Indus civilization and Mesopotamia and Gandhara. So Indus and Gandhara both were Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know. It's, it has this kind of historical background. The Indus Valley civilization is the current Pakistan today. And Gandhara civilization where uh, Buddhism and Alexander uh, com like came up together and they made, a, they made a, a global society where people from the east and people from the west were living together. So that was one of the one of the first global uh, societies yes. that were made, and that was Gandhara. And there's another unique thing about Pakistan and Korea's relationship is that the Buddhism that came to Korea, uh, people think that it, uh, people don't know yet, but the, the Buddhism that came to Korea was from Gandhara, and Gandhara mm -hmm. is today's Pakistan. So uh, one, one monk from Pakistan came to Korea and he preached religion, uh, he preached Buddhism, Buddhism here, and then Buddhism became a very important part of Korean culture and Korean society. So this is again a relationship of Pakistan and Korea in terms of Buddhism. So we have a lot of good places for the Buddhist people to travel to, and now we are, you, you know, kind of like opening up for global tourism and stuff like that. And the, the food is very diverse in Pakistan. If you start from the south, you go to the north, you will find different languages after every 30 to 40 yeah. kilometers. And you will find people looking different. Like in the north, people will look like me, a little bit high, lighter skin. And then if you go a little bit down, you will find people. We have people from Greece uh, background. The, when Alexander came, okay. people left over there. And we have a community of those people. So, And we have Asian-looking people because Mongols also came right. to that part. So a lot, lot of different, lot of different cultures, a lot of different uh, like races and... 
food, uh, clothes, looks, everything is different. So it's very diverse. Is, is the food similar to Indian food? Where, uh, I mean, I, I, from what I know, there are not many Pakistani restaurants in, in Seoul, right? In Korea. So uh, where, where, when you're missing your food, right. where do you go? So it's interesting. I mean, uh, in Seoul, uh, more than 50% of the Indian restaurants are run by Pakistanis. Oh. Um, so, uh, but the thing is, you know, like uh, India is Indian food is a right. cuisine name. So we don't say like Pakistani food because it's course, Indian man. food is the cuisine name, you know. Uh, so we don't change the name Pakistani food or something. We just call Indi it Indian food. So people think that it's really the Indian food. But, you know, the, when we say Indian food, it's the food of Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Bangladesh. Nepal, and a lot of other right, countries right. around there. So uh, most of the Indian restaurants in, pa really? in, in Korea are run by Pakistanis, yeah. I had wow. no idea. But it's Indian. like in the, in, back in the 90s where, where only Japanese food was famous abroad. And yeah, Lots of Chinese or Koreans were actually exactly selling Japanese food abroad. That's true. Yeah. So uh, it's, we it's, have it's marketing. The food course. is though pretty pretty similar. We have a pretty similar food. Maybe because you know we have been different countries for now seven more than seventy years. So the taste has little bit changed, and yeah. a lot of new new food items are being increased on both yeah. sides. So little bit in terms of yeah. that that sense is a little bit different, but. Uh, more or less, it's pretty the same food. Can yeah. you recommend us a few re Pakistani restaurants here in Seoul? Yeah, sure. Uh, because I've never had like Pakistani food. I mean, I probably it's it's every region has different right, food, right. I'm sure. uh, uh, like uh, we don't have like very specific regional uh, Pakistani right, food restaurants so. in like Korea. Italian food, like, overall, course. yeah, okay. overall we have. Uh, one restaurant in Myeongdong, uh, which is called Zafran, Saffron, we call it Saffron. Yeah. It, is, uh, it is a good it's place. Good. Yeah, the food is fine. But the best food place that I, I know, uh, that I always visit to, most of the Pakistanis, it, because it's genuine Pakistani food. It's a very tiny restaurant in Itaewon. It's called Al Hur. Yes, the mosque, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the, most favorite, the most favorite Pakistani food place in, in Seoul. Uh, it's a very tiny place, but only Pakistani people. People go. So he doesn't target uh, other other markets. He only target Pakistani people. That's why he makes genuine but food. But if, if me and Timo go, it's gonna be fine, right? Oh, it's gonna be super good, super good. Yeah, a lot of my foreign friends when I go there, when they want in Pakistani food, they try want to try. I always take them there. And, Have you been? You know, like, no, but, but you know that of the place. Right? All my Pakistani, Bangla, and India friends, they all tell me that's number one Indian, yes, Indian yes. restaurant in Korea. Restaurant in yeah. It's an it's a old couple, right? Yeah, the oh, the, the old, so this is a different couple. Okay. They, they, it's very close. So the one I'm talking about is Al-Hur. He, he, that's not the old couple, ah, okay. but it's very close. The old the couple is also very, so if I would uh, like score them, I would score Al-Hur first and this uh, ah, okay, old okay. Uh, family restaurant. But they're both very nice. They're, right? they're both a really genuine Pakistani okay. food. Like How about original. Lucky India? Does it get into the top five? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, not really lucky. Yeah. Lucky is watching. No, no, no Lucky I mean, is not lucky watching. India, so. Lucky India is a good place. Uh, I think it's uh, a good place for drinking. Like, uh, it's, no. it's, a, it's a fine no, food it's really place. Good, yeah, really it's, it's, uh, the food is fine. Um, uh, but like you know, even Lucky himself, he likes Alhur. Yeah, yeah. When he wants to eat like really genuine uh, traditional food, then he says like I, I like Alhur too. Oh. But of course, Lucky is also trying to make his food like as as good as possible. I was just kidding. You yeah. Know. yeah, yeah I've been a couple of times to Lucky India yeah. and 
like the chicken is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the tandoori really chicken, especially, right? The tandoori yeah. chicken. I was just kidding because, you know, know. on, on Pigeon Seven, so it was really <laughs> no, no. funny, actually. Jahid and Lucky, they're very close friends. Um, but but we course, always talk about, you know, you know yeah, kind of are you like jokingly teasing arguing, each other, yeah, teasing each other? Yes, yes, yes. That's what happens all the time. And Koreans used to like enjoy that. And they would think like, oh, this is really they're fighting. But, you know, we are good friends, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, so that's that's what I think I would uh, explain about Pakistan. And plus, Pakistan is the center of Mughal kingdom. So Lahore city is a very traditional and historical city where you will find a lot of historical buildings and, and the food is amazing in Lahore. So we call Lahore as the heart of Pakistan because all the cultural and traditional center is Lahore. Uh, plus we have a lot of people think that Pakistan doesn't have a beach. It's only desert area. They think that we are the part of a Middle East, which mm-hmm. is not. We are part of the no, South Asia between India, Pakistan, between India, China and Iran uh, on, on the side. So we have in the south we have beaches, and then if you go up we have deserts, and then if you have if you go a little bit up you have mountains like Korea, uh, and then if you go to the Himalayas it's totally different like uh, mountain. Can areas. you recommend any beach area? Um, so uh, the the beach culture in Pakistan is a little bit different. I, mean, I than, guess it's very different. Yeah, yeah from it's European very different. Culture. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we do have uh, European style of beach. We have a French beach. Uh, we call it French Beach, which is kind of very European uh, style. So where of you beach. can actually wear where you can do like yeah, and there are a lot of private beach places where you can do whatever you want. But like the public places that at the main Karachi area, the public places is more like a, a park where families go and just walk on the yeah. beach and you know like ride like camels and you know just have fun and play, kids play in the water so and this kind of culture. If you go there and take off your your shirt, people are gonna stare at you. <laughs> Maybe yeah, but the like so this is the the place that I was t- telling you was uh, I think it's uh, the place I forgot the family part. It, mm-hmm. It's like a park, but if you go a little bit Sea Viv, there's a park called Sea Viv, uh, and that beach is kind of like you you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then there's a French beach and a lot of, because the the be- coastline is really long. And then now we're developing a new city over the beach, Gan- uh, Gawadar City, with China and Pakistan. That city is going to be the the future of Pakistan actually the hub of economy because it's going to be a port uh, for mm-hmm. for between between China and Europe and Africa so it, this is going to be the the center of all the trade and stuff like that so yeah that city is going to be a future uh, city and that time I will invite you to you know the beaches please uh, do yeah. you know the one thing everybody says coming back from Pakistan at, at least the people I know yeah, yeah. is the hospitality of that's the people that's true yes that's very true that's everybody the, that's the very first thing they mentioned that's right that's how true. they get invited to local homes that's true yeah get treated a nice meal that's very true that's very get true get shown around whatever it is exactly that's the yeah. very first comment that's right that's so right. The, for me it's like when you said when, when you first came here in 2008 yeah Korea was perceived as a like a dangerous country. Probably. Yes, yes. It used to be the same. It's like North just Korea. because of the news. Yes, yes. People yes. only know knew about North Korea. North Korea. That's right. How about now? How is Korea perceived? Oh, in now is 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 totally different. It's totally different. I think. Um, a uh, lot of people from Pakistan came to Korea and they also learned a lot about Korea. Plus, you know, uh, now Korea, the, the news about Korea is taken over, mm-hmm. uh, especially the news over about North Korea is being taken over by, by South Korea in terms of K-pop and right. Hallyu and, you know, Pakistan. There are a lot of Korean companies who are working in Pakistan and doing a lot of big projects and stuff. Now, 
K-pop fandom is is crazily big in 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 Pakistan. Really? Uh, yeah, it's it's totally uh, it, it's really amazing for me to see because in 2008 people didn't know about Korea, totally but right? now the entire young generation there I don't think there's anybody among the young generation who doesn't know about Korea because of EXO and BTS. We even had a restaurant called Bangtanistan. Uh, which is Bangtan Sonyeondan plus Pakistan together. Wow. So the fans made a theme restaurant because Pakistan has this culture of, you know, when, when there was Harry Potter was famous, we had a Harry Potter cafe, which yeah. was really famous in Pakistan. And then these kids uh, came up with this idea and make Bangtanistan. So, you know, it, this, these are the things that are changing the image of Korea. It already changed the image of pa uh, Korea in Pakistan. And a lot of people want to, want to come to Korea, visit Korea, and also study here. We have 3,000 students now in Korea wow, from 3, Pakistan. Yeah, 3,000 students. So That's crazy. Do you, do you know how many Italians, I think? I would say 100, 100. 200. Students? You yeah. Mean? Students. Okay, yeah. When I came in 2008, we, have all, we had only 300 students. And then in 2010... We made Pakistan Student Association in Korea to promote Pakistani culture in Korea and also help the Pakistani students to learn about Korean culture. And we started promoting Korean universities in Pakistan. Uh, and that's how a lot of people started knowing about the Korean universities. Before that, people used to just go to Europe or Australia or America. Mm -hmm. I also myself got an, a scholarship in Italy, but I, I didn't go to Italy. I came to Korea because I wanted to a little bit a diff, different you, thing. You did maybe. the right thing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I don't know. My, my friends in Italy had a good time too. I am having a very good time in Korea. I, I like to be here. And when you say young generation of Pakistan, Pakistani population is 220 million people, and out of 120 million people, 60% are young people. So if you say young people of Pakistan, it's a lot, uh, a big number. So, you know, yeah. that many people are knowing uh, Korea because of K-pop, because of BDS and, you know. Stuff Do you have like any other funny or memorable K-pop or Hallyu wave story in Pakistan, from Pakistan? Like what's, yeah. what's famous there right now? Because uh, I think, I, I guess probably people from Pakistan are contacting you a lot. Right, right, you're the lot, most famous Pakistani in Korea. Lot, yeah. And doing TV, you probably had the chance to meet some. Oh, know, I did, I did. A um, lot of people try to reach on Instagram and I also use Twitter and, you know, BDS fans are more more active on Twitter and uh, I get a lot of, lot of messages uh, that, oh, did you meet this guy or did you meet that guy? Can you tell them, please, we exist in yeah. Pakistan because they don't know, because uh, they don't know much about Pakistan, so they might not know we exist. But then what happened was last year, uh, BTS had a, uh, had a movie. Uh, it called uh, I don't know they had a they had a set of videos mm -mm. which they were showing all over all over the world. Uh, it was showing about BTS story and the, the positivity that BTS stands for. Uh, and this uh, movie uh, for the first time uh, was shown in seven Pakistani cinemas. Uh, because you know the K-pop fans were like all doing like you, like peti petitions to the cinemas and going to talk to them, and then we want to we want to watch those videos here. And then seven Pakistani cinemas for the first time showed uh, uh, Korean Korean content, and that was about BDS. And all those seven cinemas were totally booked even before the time, and a lot of people even couldn't couldn't go on the first mm -hmm. or second days, and they had to run it for a few days. And that was really interesting for me. And then. When people went to the cinemas, they didn't just go and watch a movie. In Pakistan, it's a little bit different. Like, you know, people are too noisy about cinema. Mm -hmm. So all these young girls were chanting all like BTS, every member's names. And 
like this and they were chanting uh, in front of the cinemas because they were so excited that something is happening in Pakistan for them and stuff like that so yeah these these are very like kind of, for me uh, living in Korea and looking all these uh, developments about Korea in Pakistan is very interesting and uh, very sometimes very I feel like wow this is amazing you know I mean uh, BTS is doing an amazing job and stuff like that so yeah uh, it was great do, do like um, K-Star's go to Pakistan for concerts? Did um, this is well? one of the things that didn't happen yet. So mm -hmm. that's why the Pakistani fans are still sad that, you know, people, uh, the, 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 the K-pop uh, stars didn't come yet to Pakistan. I don't know uh, if it will happen uh, in very near future, but in a little bit far future, I could see it happening. Uh, What do you think sure. needs to happen in order Yeah, what's for, the issue? What's the, like, uh, the hurdle? So, uh, as I said, like, in the, you know, the, the, the image of Pakistan in terms of uh, doing concerts and doing mm -hmm. tourism is not very good uh, globally, not only in right. Korea, in different countries, just because of media. And we unfortunately had very unfortunate history back. And then after the 9-11, we had the, the, the U.S.-Afghan war against ter the terrorism. And that also happened right next door. And it's still happening. And now Pakistan is trying to solve this problem between America and, Af in, and Afghanistan. So these kind of unfortunate things happen right next door. And people kind of like start thinking like, oh, Afghanistan and Pakistan, maybe the same countries. Sometimes people yeah, think like it's staying very it's close. A, yeah, uh, ter terrorism. Exactly. Exactly. Country, so it's very not... it's a dangerous country, uh, but in fact it is it is totally. I mean, we we did have some problems. We had terrorist attacks uh, because our Pakistani government uh, kind of supported U.S. against the terrorism war. So we were on the U.S. side, and then the Taliban got angry right next door. Yeah, they, they were, were just they got angry and like, oh, they cannot hit America, so let's hit Pakistan. So mm -hmm. what they did was they started doing some terrorist attacks and suicide bombings in Pakistan, which was very unfortunate for us. But then our army uh, couldn't just, you know, like just see these kind of things happening. So we started doing operations within the country against uh, like the terrorists. And then now the situation is totally different. So now our prime minister is also a very, very optimistic guy. And he lived abroad for a long time. So he knows how to promote things. And now the country is being promoted. And last year, you know, you, you, uh, you, UK backpackers. I don't know. There's a there's a group of uh, mm. there's a social group of backpackers, which is I think run in 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 the UK. Some people in the UK, and it's a huge uh, community all over to travel all around. Backpackers, they chose Pakistan as the most attractive tourist destination for 2020. Wow. But then, thanks to coronavirus, it, yeah. we couldn't materialize it. But now the government is trying to do a lot of things to promote the tourism and and promote the country in a better way uh, and change the perception about Pakistan globally. So we're hopeful that in a couple of few years uh, it's going to be different yeah thanks to you it already changed yeah in korea i contributed a little yeah. bit but i think all the members that have been constantly on you know first pigeon samiram yeah. summit right they have a big impact on how the korean society views countries that's true i think well, obviously it's not the only reason yeah but it's a big contribution and, uh, since you have like 3,000 Pakistani students yeah. uh, coming over and I guess many more people would like to come to Korea right, right. to study. What would you recommend to like uh, 
Pakistani people who wants to study in Korea? Um, uh, What's the best way? You came here with a scholarship. Yes, yeah, I, came, uh, I came here with a scholarship. And I've, I do online uh, seminars very, very often uh, for Pakistani students. Oh, Not only okay, Pakistani okay. students, but general international students to guide them about scholarships. Because I, I'm working as the president of the Global Korea Scholarship Alumni. Right oh, now, right. when I came, I came as a Global Korea Scholarship student. Yeah. Now I'm the president of the Alumni Association. So what we are trying to do is like, we are trying to promote Korean educational excellence and the standard uh, quality university mm -hmm. education system to all over the world. And a lot of lot more people are coming here. Uh, for Pakistani students, what we are doing is, uh, we made Pakistan Student Association in Korea in 2010. And one of my friends who was a part of uh, that, that process that we're building the student association, he is running a Facebook group in Pakistan called Scholarship Network. Oh, okay. And uh, that is the biggest free consulting uh, Facebook group in Pakistan. It has mm -hmm. almost 600,000 followers, uh, subscribers on that group. And there we post about scholarships in Korea, scholarships in Italy, China, and all over the world. So that student group has launched, uh, had, had got scholarships for thousands of Pakistani students all over the world, including Korea. And I think out of the 3,000 students, almost 1,000 students in Korea came through that scholarship, that Facebook group that we are oh. running. Uh, one of my friends is running mainly and we are always helping there. So yeah, we, if anybody in Pakistan wants to, to come to Korea to study on scholarship, I think they can, uh, they can stay in touch with Scholarship Network Facebook group. We post about every scholarship all over the world, including Korea. How and is we, it called? Scholarship Network. In, you just you just need yeah to you just scholarship, uh, network. scholarship network and you find it, it will have members between five hundred fifty thousand to six hundred thousand people so you will know that this is the group and we wow. we give free information no uh, no 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 expenses you don't need to pay any money it's totally free we guide we do webinars. We do webinars on Facebook live, and then we guide people how to apply, where to find, and how to fill up the documents and stuff like that. So we guide everything. It's an amazing group. It's a very good group. So people can take benefit out of that, and then they can come to Korea. Korea is a really fine place to study in. Uh, we're having a great time, you know. Uh, so definitely anybody from any po anywhere in the world could come to Korea and study and have a good life here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I agree, of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man, you're doing lots of good stuff. <laughs> you seem so busy. Do you have any free time at all? Um, of course, of course. Free time is very important. I, I keep some free time. Saturdays are free for me. So I spend time with my, with my friends and, uh, you know, with my, my brother is here, my family, my little brother is here and my mom was here last year. So yeah, uh, at least Saturday, I try to keep it like without any schedule and stuff. Because you're also a businessman. Yes, that's right. That's right. right. And Maybe I started like a few, year, a few months ago. So it's, it's still, fresh, still it's very fresh. fresh. Yeah, yeah. Can so you tell great. us more about this? What do you do exactly? Um, yeah, we want to know because like it's a story of success, you know, it's yeah. um, coming from from Pakistan and with a, with a scholarship studying and then being on TV and starting your business. It's, right, it's right. pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, in 2008, when I came to Korea, uh, I had a really hard time with the food. Um, especially because I'm a Muslim, so we, we eat halal food. And it was really tough because it's not because uh, there were no halal food in Korea. I think all the vegetarian food are halal already, right. but people don't know. So when, when you ask, but you don't speak Korean, and when you ask, do you have halal food or vegetarian food, people didn't know much about it. And so it was really tough at that time. And for two or three months, I had a hard time in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And in 2008, you didn't have a lot of... Uh, uh, Halal restaurants, you didn't right. have a lot of halal food marts where you can buy and cook and stuff. 
now it's totally different. Now there are a lot of halal restaurants, a lot of halal food marts all over Korea. So I had this this thing. And then when I was studying at Korea University and when I was studying at Sungyungwan University, I used to go to faraway places like Itaewon and bring the stuff. You know, as a right. student, you don't have to, you don't have money to pay for taxi. Right. So you hold it in your hands and you take the subway and then you go to school. So I had this this pain on my hands and that deep down somewhere in my heart, I had this thing. So I I came up with this idea that like, why don't we just deliver it? Uh, you know, and we we do have the marts and we are we have people who are importing halal food and stuff. Not only halal food, actually, we have food uh, 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 grocery from all over the world uh, almost uh, we have from from Italy we have a lot of stuff yeah, uh, yeah. something from Germany is, I'm, I'm not I'm it's not just advertising it's I, I started uh, ordering and they have you guys have the 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 widest range of pasta available in Korea yes because yeah. you know people think of pasta like spaghetti but we have to, we actually have like 500 different kinds oh, of, of pasta course. yeah and I, of course as an Italian I'm missing each of them and they have a huge uh, like variety of pasta. Yes, yeah, so I'm thankful to to Alberto. He's one of the one of the loyal customers to Shijang. It's called Shijang.com. Shijang is because in Korean you call Shijang market, right? Yeah. The word. So when I thought it was a Pakistani word. So. <laughs> <laughs> because we spell it S H E J A N G. So that's why people think that it's Shijang or something. But you know we we use the same Shijang concept. And so we're selling um, grocery uh, products from. Uh, different countries. We have uh, Europe, we have uh, from the Americas, and we have Latin American too, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, uh, Middle East, and then we have halal food uh, collection separately. So yeah, we have almost 2,000 products on our shop right now. They deliver and fresh, uh, how do you call it, hummus? Uh, fresh hummus, yeah. Fresh, fresh hummus, hummus and yeah. the fresh falafel. Falafel. A lot of people love hummus and, you know, uh, but it's really hard to make hummus. So uh, we started like, we launched like fresh hummus and we deliver it all over Korea. We deliver it within 24 hours, we deliver all over Korea. And now we're starting morning delivery, uh, just like Kupang rocket delivery. We're we're starting like uh, morning delivery and we call it express delivery. And we're going to deliver all the products uh, before 7 a.m. in the morning, especially in Seoul and the uh, cities around Seoul. Uh, yeah. When you say we... What does that mean? Uh, How because, many people work with you? Um, I have a lot of people who are working with me, but me and uh, I have a partner. Okay. So we, I'm a co-CEO and he's co-CEO. We are, we are both uh, running this company. And then, of course, we have some other partners who invested and stuff. So uh, it's like the first food delivery company for foreigners uh, because it's all in English. It's English. It's, yeah, it's, English. it's one of the first. It's, it is the first uh, English language uh, biggest uh, collection uh, grocery marketplace in Korea. We do have some small other shops, but uh, this is the biggest one, and uh, it is the first one that uh, launched uh, with complete 100% English English services. Yeah. Did you have any difficulties setting it up? Because I heard stories from well, people I know, foreigners yeah. that live here, yeah. that really wanted to own business, but they kind of failed off either on the visa side. They didn't didn't meet any certain requirements. That's so true. how did that work for you? Uh, you know, Korea used to be very startup unfriendly country right, six yeah. years ago or five years ago, if I remember it right. But now Korea, as I said, like it's changing really fast. And now it's very startup friendly country. Right. Uh, the government is running a lot of uh, programs for st people who want to start up, not only Koreans, but for, even for foreigners. There's, there's, there are a lot of funds 
for foreigners who wanna who wanna do startups in Korea. So the the thing is, we just need to find out those those kind of information. And for that, you can go to like you know, uh, like uh, for example, you can go to Seoul Global Center Seoul Global and Center, ask them. Right. They will they will totally guide you for uh, about all the startup uh, fundings that they have in in Korea and about the programs that they are running for. So as you said, the visa problem. If you take one of these programs, uh, if you pass, if your idea is good, and then they select you for for a program, then they will run this program and then when you pass they will automatically give you the startup visa uh, the government supports yeah. you for a startup visa not only that they only they also give you office uh, they give you free offices for six months or one year and they give you funds for running your startup idea in the beginning level uh, and then they then you can go go to accelerators and there's there's an entire process for startups for me in my case i i didn't go through all those programs because you know uh those programs you need when you need uh, funding, when you need investment. Right. But if you already have a network where you can get investments easily, then you don't need to get into all those long, long processes and stuff like that. I fortunately have a fine network in Korea of people because I'm, I, I love meeting people. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, play, I played football for a couple of years. I played hockey. I went to as many events as possible. I party hard. Like I, I do everything. And then I meet a lot of great people like Alberto at different places. And then, you know, when you, when you have these kind of places, people around you, if you have a good network of people around you who are doing business and who want to invest money, then you just need to come up with a right. good idea. And then they're ready to, to put that money. If So you need to create a good trust uh, because investment is always... Uh, people don't invest on ideas these days. People invest on people. Right. Uh, they look into your eyes, and if you if they see that shine and sparkling in your eyes, they are ready to invest yeah. because any idea could work these days, you know. So this is how I I I had some people who were willing to invest and who were already doing food business. So I thought like, okay, this would be a good uh, mm -hmm. good good col collaboration together. That's how I started. So I didn't have much hard time as compared to all other the processes based uh, startup. Thing. What you said is so true because Korea became so uh, business friendly That's and startup friendly. So to set up a company, you need like uh, less than two weeks. Yes. Sometimes right. if, if you're lucky, less than one week, you have the company set up. Right, right. And um, as Zaid said, for foreigners, there are lots of programs. Yeah. So all you need to do is attend those programs if you need. Yeah. And you can get like investors or, and as you, as you said, I think that networking is the it's most important, important thing. Yeah. As a foreigner, it's so important because we don't really have a, a network here. Right, yeah. So yeah. it's so important. And because of this, as Alberto said, we didn't, we doesn't, we didn't have a network here in Korea. Recently, uh, one of the very successful businessmen, foreigner businessmen in Korea, he's a Turkish guy. He runs the caravan food chain, oh. the Turkish caravan food chain. He has like more than 20 uh, restaurants in Korea. Uh, him and some of us, we came up with this idea together uh, that right now all the Korean businessmen are meeting up together with themselves. Right. All the European businessmen are meeting with themselves, uh, but they are not meeting together. And right. you know, to make more businesses uh, between different countries, you have to meet together. You know, a lot of Korean companies wanna wanna go other abroad uh, in other countries and do business, but it's really hard for them. You have to understand the culture. If you wanna do business, you have to know the culture of the right. people, what people think, what people want. But you know, Koreans cannot do that, especially the small medium companies. But they do have good technology. They do mm -hmm. have good products. Korea has amazing technology, amazing right. products, but they only need an access to, to foreign markets where pop, especially population is huge you know those countries so and then 
if you have already people from those countries in Korea doing business, they have a business mind, they are ready to do business. We just need to connect them together. Mm -mm. So like, for example, a person from Pakistan, he has a business experience in Korea. He's already running. For example, me, I'm already running a business. I know what businesses is and how businesses work. And then there's a Korean company who want to launch, uh, uh, let's say, a cosmetic product in Pakistan because there's a lot of young people in Pakistan. There's a K-pop boom in Pakistan. So instead of going them going to Pakistan and do all that kind of stuff, we join hands together and then do business together. Right. So that's why we made a organization called Global Business Alliance, where we have Korean CEOs and foreign CEOs wow, networking cool. together. And in future, a lot of businesses are gonna happen between these people. And there we also have a startup committee and I'm leading the startup committee. So if any foreigner wants to do startups, we can also help them. Uh, it's called Global wow, Business great. Alliance, GBA. Yeah, so we, we have contacts with all the government institutions who are funding the scholarships, uh, the, the startups. Yeah. So if they contact us even, or they can go directly to the government institutions or they can contact us, we can connect them. And we can also connect them with normal investors because there are a lot of business people mm. who are with us in the in the loop. So yeah, yeah, I will make sure I get everything you just said in the description. Like yeah, for sure, I, when, for I, when sure. I'm editing the videos, I'm yeah, just like yeah, yeah. putting everything in. Yeah, man. Well, I, just, we're doing all these kind of things to make Korea a better place for not only Koreans, but for foreigners equally, you know? Foreigners here wanna do business, of course, it should be easy for them. They wanna do whatever. I mean, they wanna study here, they wanna live here, for example. Uh, A person from somewhere in Africa, he wants to eat some African food sometimes. So he should be able to get that food easily. That's how you you make a country friendly for foreigners. That's true. So that's exactly why I started my business. So, you know, people from any country can, when they wanna, eat their country's food, they can buy from us. Same goes to the halal food Muslims. You know, it should be friendly for Muslims too because Muslim halal halal tourism is in, in, is growing really fast. It's going to be 300 billion US dollar, US dollar business in 2025. So it's a huge, huge industry. Mm-hmm. So we should tap those kind of things. And I'm trying to help or contribute a little bit in Korea to make Korea uh, Muslim friendly because I go lecture to Korean government about what is halal food, what is Islamic culture, what how people think in the Islamic world and stuff like that so that the, 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 the distances between people could go less and less yeah. and yeah. You just mentioned the Muslim culture. Yeah. In Korea, um, for people that don't know, including me, um, what is it like? Do you face any difficulties? Are there any... Um, amazing points being mm-hmm. a muslim in korea because i i think one of the the the, the most important things you've been doing is like uh, also trying to tell koreans yeah what what islamic culture yeah, that's is right, that's right. because there are so many prejudices right not right. only in korea also in italy or global, like germany yeah, yeah. you know it's so, not even only religion it's everything education yeah. is the key yeah. to everything if you educate right. people about exactly. what muslim culture is in, not even in korea like all over the world right, right right muslim culture christian culture whatever there is right it's all about education exactly and letting people know right. the amazing right. aspects yeah. about and, something yeah. and especially right. when you talk about you know like muslims people only know like the fundamental <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. What, just what you've seen on the news the muslim population is one-fourth of the world's population and out of those uh, one-fourth population muslim Yo, you you go to any, yeah. any country, there will always be good people, bad right. people. You go to any culture, there will be always good people or bad people. But the unfortunate thing is the, the bad people in the Islamic world use Islam as their reason right. of doing bad things, which is totally wrong. Like me as a normal Muslim, I, I think that people who are using the Islamic verses, you know, 
ev behind every verse in the Holy Quran, there's a totally in detailed chapter. And then they kind of just take out that one, one verse and they say like, oh yeah, we're doing this and we're doing that and kind of stuff like that. So they are misusing the religion and which is very unfortunate. And Islam itself is a very, I mean, it's just similar to any other religion. I mean, it's not bad or it's not good. I wouldn't say because I'm a Muslim, I wouldn't say Islam is a good religion. It's, it's no, a religion, no. right? It's just a religion. It's just as simple, as, uh, as similar to Christianity, as similar to Judaism, as similar to Buddhism. It's this just the same religion. It's just one of the religions that we have uh, in the world. So, but the unfortunate thing is like, you know, there are some crazy people. And as you said, education is very important. I think education on both sides is important. Education yeah. in the Muslim world is also important. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of Muslim countries are not very economically strong. We have just mm -hmm. few countries who are economically strong and we are not very developed. So unfortunately, we have... We couldn't, we, the Muslim world, unfortunately, couldn't pay much attention on educating people mm -mm. in the right way. So, same as you, as you said, like, the uh, Koreans and if the Europeans are educated about Islam rightly, the, the prejudices and the biasness will be, we, we can eliminate some of those. Same goes to the Muslim world. The Muslims should also learn what the religion ex actually is, not just like, you know, some people... Somebody, you hear it from somebody and you're just like, oh, this is the religion. No, it's not. You have to study. A religion is a, is a big subject. You have to study it yourself. I mean, you, you have to study Islam yourself. Being a Muslim, I have to study my religion. And at the same time, I have to be informed. I have to be educated about other religions also. Right. So that I could, I could focus more on the similarities rather than just think, listening about differences and then hating each other. This is not how we move in a global world. So mm. education is really important, yeah. That, that's what I think... Most people miss differences yes. are good. Exactly. You learn from differences right. are yeah. interesting. Differences are special. And that's how you should teach. Right, right, right. You know, right. like, oh, we are different. We have different religions. Yeah, we need yeah. to hate each other. Exactly. That's Hell not, no. No, of course. Like, I want to learn how you act. I right. want to learn like what friend cycle you have. Right, right. Like all these different things. Like it's amazing. Right. And whenever I have a lecture about like whatever, like I give lectures about startup and halal tourism and Pakistan and Islam. What I always say at the last slide of my presentation is, uh, in Korean, tarumi uh, arumdapta. Uh, like difference is beautiful. Yeah, right. You know why? Because he's different. I'm different. This is beautiful. If everybody is similar, it's so boring, man. It's right, yeah. you won't find anything interesting in that. So I think we should take differences, as you said, like exactly right. Differences should be beautiful, and you should. It's an opportunity to learn. You know, I learn from you because you're different. You learn from me. It's different. If we're similar, we have nothing to learn from each other. Then we we stop meeting people because you don't learn from them. Yeah. They should be different to learn from something, right? So yeah, this is one thing. And as you said, like in. Uh, being a Muslim in Korea, what is what is a good point is like I think Korea is a very now Korea has become a very Muslim friendly country. Uh, I have uh, you know as a Muslim in Korea, back then ten years ago I would say things were different. I mean as I said like we didn't have uh, easy food. access to halal food. We didn't have easy access to 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 cultural places where we can do our festivals. For example like Eid and stuff like that. Um, and then there were not many places where we could pray uh, in Korea, but now things are changing. Things are changing really fast and Korea has become, I think within the last 
five to six years, Korea has changed a lot for the Muslim world. It has become very Muslim friendly. Uh, you know, when you used to used to have a scarf in Korea, it used to be like people would stare at you. Yeah. But now it has become really common. I think people don't stare at you. Sometimes, you know, and there's, there's one thing that Korean, uh, especially Korean ajumas and halmonis, they're really curious about your scarf and they would come right. and touch it. And then they would say like, like, because it's not because they hate Islam. It's just because they have never done it before. Like they, for them, it's like, you're stuck in something, right? And uh, so they, they would say like this. It's not because they hate Islam or they don't know about, uh, things. It's just like a curiosity and they want to know about it. If you have it. never see, seen something, you're curious. You're curious. Right, and right. That's, even, that's a good thing. Yes, exactly. And then I think Muslims should don't feel it like as a, as a, as a kind of like racism or something. They should also enjoy it because right. people want to learn from you. That's why they're coming to you and talking about it, right? Especially because maybe I might be wrong. But uh, my my brother's uh, wife, she's from Albania mm -hmm. and she's Muslim. Okay. So what I know about, you know, Muslim culture is yes, what yeah. I learned from her. And what we saw on TV is that, that most, the majority of Muslim women, they're forced to, to, to wear, to wear right, something right, like right, that, which exactly. is a burqa or... A, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is wrong because they are, the majority of them, they can actually choose right, either right. to wear it or right, not. Right. My wife, my brother's wife, she's not wearing it. Yeah, because she's even in Italy. And right, but yeah. whenever she goes to Albania, sometimes she wears. For some women, so, isn't it like even a fashion thing? It is. It has become a big fashion. I think all the all the luxury brands are making are scarves to, yeah, and you know right. like stuff like that. I think, uh, uh, as Alberto said, so it really depends from where you're from. Exactly. Right? I mean, we sometimes make a, there is an issue sometimes that we confuse religion and countries. Right. I mean, Islam is a religion. It has no country. It is all over the world. But there are some countries then people think that, oh, the entire Islamic world is like that Muslim, Muslim world, which is, which is not right. You cannot, you cannot confine a religion within a country. It is more, it is bigger than that. Yeah. So it's a culture. Um, in Pakistan, if I would talk about Pakistan, in, within Pakistan, even we have some parts where people use the, the entire burqa mm -hmm. or some parts people use just a little bit scarf here. Sometimes people just throw a scarf here and just go. And sometimes people don't, 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 don't even don't use a scarf. Anything, so right. it's, it's a choice. But of course, in the religion, there is the concept of hijab. Yeah. And the concept of hijab is not like very clearly explained that this is this is hijab that you need to wear burqa or something like that so people just define uh, people just understand it in their own way every country understands it in their own way and they they do it so sometimes people think that they're forced to do it but majority of muslim women are not forced to do it they choose to to use scarf i think and then i think at the end of the day i mean it's like christianity we have rules and each person can interpret interpret those, those yeah. rules in their way yeah. but at the end at the end of the day the most important thing is like love love other people exactly. love yourself exactly. be nice right, and right. i guess for 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 muslims is the same yeah right? it's the same the only re real thing you need to, to care about is like to, yes, to be nice isn't it? to be kind and to be generous is is the most important thing in islam the first verse in the holy quran is called bismillahir rahmanir rahim which means i start with the name of god who is merciful and beneficent so if your god in the first line is telling you that the god is beneficent and merciful he's giving you a message that you as humans should be beneficial and merciful right. to each other. This is the this is the exact like the 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 actual philosophy of the Islamic religion, right. and I think this is this is the philosophy of Christianity. This is the philosophy of Judaism. Judaism. This is the philosophy of all the all the different religions that we have. And uh, 
but I don't know why we are making it so different and you know like I don't know but the thing is just, at the end of the day lots, of, lots just, of people exploit yes, the yes, religion yes. politicizing misuse the, yeah, the, the, the religion should be all about bringing society together together exactly spreading love exactly That's like true, all the good yeah. things that human can offer That's right. but somehow That's it kind right. of turns sometimes the other way and just yeah. like why i mean yeah politicize when you when you make things politicized and then things go wrong um so but yeah i mean i think uh, we just just need to be good people and you know but I, i think it's great that you're doing this in korea because as you said you know even just muslim like islamic tourism is growing so much oh, uh, so, so like uh, malaysia and uh Central Asia, you yeah. know, the old Arabic world. Yeah. They're starting to like develop a lot. They have money. They're That's starting true. traveling. And That's I'm true. sure when we're done with uh, uh, Corona, a lot lots of, of those people are coming here. So Koreans, they need to be ready to... To accept. To accept those people, but at the, at the same time to grab the opportunity because right. for them it's going to be business. Exactly. You know? so, yeah, it's business. Korea right now is eighth among the Muslim tourism-friendly countries. And Japan and Taiwan are third or second. I mean, why Korea is a Korea, in Korea? We're always like within an ilting head. Every time we should be the first, right? But uh, this one, like, still we got long way to go. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, seeing the like, you know, when there was a problem with America uh, uh, launching a protection defense yeah. system in Korea, right. China and Korea had a little bit of a problem, and China stopped group tourism to Korea. And you know, China, Korean tourism depends highly on Chinese China. tourism. So when they stopped tourists, Korea had a really hard time in the in the tourism industry. And that's when Korean government started looking for new markets. And the second biggest market of tourism for Korea was Muslims. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, one, more than one million people visited Korea in one year. More than one million Muslim people mm -hmm. from Malaysia, Indonesia, and, and from like Central Asian countries and from the Middle East. And When it when it when it's about the people from the Middle East, you know, uh, they they are spending a lot of money. You know, their their buying power is really strong. So why don't you kind of like make uh, things uh, uh, friendly for them to visit us rather than going to any other country? And it will benefit shopping. both sides. Exactly. It's right. it's. I mean, I always say the Muslim world is doing chaksarang to Korea. And chaksarang, I don't know if you speak Korean. Chaksarang means one-sided love. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's right. a one-sided love for Korea in the Muslim world, but Korea is not ready to accept that love. So it's just one-sided love for now. And what I'm trying to do, and what I'm, what I always advocate for, is like I think uh, we should, we should, we should just take it as an opportunity. I mean, not only tourism, but like you know, Muslim world has a big population. Man, why don't you sell halal ramyun all over the world? Why not? Mm, yeah, I mean, why don't you sell halal kimchi all over the world? There are too many Muslim people. So kimchi is not halal? Why is I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm even if it is, no, like, it is halal because it's vegetable. But sometimes, you know, you might put some some little so, bit of meat sauces, or right. some meat sauces, sauces. Which, which is not halal or something. And ramyun like is the same, right? If you have meat ramen, sauce, it exactly. can be an issue. Like, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like about that. Making it halal should be really easy. It's it is very easy. Like you know, there are there are very there are many organizations in Korea. Uh, the the Seoul Central Mosque has an uh, as an organization. They they go check it out and then they guide you. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. There was one mistake that always Korean people make is that they always think that Korean food can never be halal, which is which is funny for me because mm. already more than 50% of Korean food is halal because it's vegetables and there's no meat in those kind of food. Like bibimbap, if you don't put 
sogogi on top, a little bit of sogogi, which you put beef, you, you don't put. It's halal because it's all vegetable. It's rice and vegetables. But even if you put meat, you could have uh, halal meat, isn't it? Yes, you could put halal meat. But, you know, but it's I mean, to going to the having halal meat available on that level is maybe it might be taking a little bit time right. so start with the vegetable things like it's already you have seafood a lot of seafood we have in korea why don't you present it as halal food so muslims like oh in korea there's halal ah, food so yeah, i want right. to travel there right but now what is happening is like muslim tourists come to korea what happens they they end up at a turkish restaurant they end up at right. a pakistani or indian restaurant uh and You know, I used to work as a part-time worker in a, in, a, in a Pakistani restaurant when I was a student. And a lot of Malaysians would come to my restaurant and they would eat there. And I was like, you guys are traveling to Korea. Why don't yeah. you eat Korean food? And they were saying, like, we, are, we really want to eat Korean traditional food. We really came here to try that. But unfortunately, we don't have many Korean traditional restaurants which are halal mm -hmm. here. Uh, so they were going so it was back in 2013 or 14 so after that I always started like I always had this like why not we present Korean food right. because this will promote our Korean food all over the world right, right. I mean it's right. it's it's a big market so now uh, Korean government is trying to make some Korean traditional halal restaurants and stuff like that so it is one of the booming markets in, in Korea Yeah, booming industries. There's another business opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, for it's sure, one. man. I mean, the, the longer we do this podcast, the more business opportunities we find. That's coming up, right? <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, a lot of things to talk about. Our right? listeners are going to get like uh, those ideas those and they ideas. start. And like, we if, just if someone listens to the podcast and somebody actually does it. Oh, this is going to be great, right? It's going to be one of the success stories of our podcast. We're going to just send an email. Some, some money, yeah. please. <laughs> some funds. Hey, man, uh, thank you so much for educating us on, yeah. you know, not only like yeah, the Muslim so. world, but like all the culture that surrounds it. Yeah. But I want to one more jump towards like K-pop and okay. like the Hallyu wave. Sure, sure, sure. Because you described how it's perceived in Pakistan. Yeah. But you as a person being on TV all the time, do you have any personal encounters with either people who appear in dramas, yeah. K-pop artists. Right. Is there any story that sticks out to you? Um, you know, uh, like when we used to do the show, we used to meet a lot of people because they appear on the, the show guests. as guests, like a lot of K-pop stars. We met like, so I met Sandara Park, Sandara Park, she's the 21. Right. It was really famous a long time ago when I was young. Uh, and then like girl girlfriend, we met girlfriend, oh, nice. and we we met a lot of K-pop groups, and we met we also met actors uh, uh, over there. And, and like the the story that I have is like there's a uh, group called band called FT Island, and one of the members uh, there was a very close friend to one of my closest friends in Pakistan in, in Korea, and we I met him several times too. So. Uh, Once a Pakistani singer visited Korea to have a concert for the Pakistani community here, I took him to their concert and he also met them and, and, and this kind of thing. So he is now thinking in Pakistan, he wants to make some collaborative music uh, with wow. K-pop and Pakistani music. Uh, he's one of the singers in Pakistan. So yeah, this is one, uh, one thing related to K-pop that I'm looking forward to in future. I don't know when will it happen, but like, yeah, some, something like that could happen very soon. And plus, uh, one of the very famous Pakistani actresses that I really am fan of, fan of and she she is a very famous actor in actress in Pakistan. She is diehard uh, fan of K-pop and what's, wow. what's her name? What's her uh, name? Kubra Khan. Kubra Khan. She's a girl and uh, on her official Instagram she visited Seoul once I guess and long time ago. So her ofi official Instagram uh, will say my soul is in Seoul. 
wow. uh, because of K-pop. So she loves Korea. But, but you haven't met her. I, I haven't met her. Yeah. I haven't met her. Maybe, Next maybe time. you know, I don't know. Like maybe there will be an opportunity to meet her. So yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to something that, you know, uh, not only educational. So far, I focus on more bringing more students to Korea and introducing Pakistani tourism to Koreans so we could travel each other from here and there and then getting closer to the culture. Now I'm looking for business opportunities now, like because I'm trying to import some Pakistani products mm -hmm. from Pakistan to Korea. My first uh, product that I'm going to launch very soon is going to be Himalayan salt. Oh, pink nice. salt, which is really famous in Korea, and uh, it's, right. uh, it's because it's real, real original natural salt, and it is only produced in Pakistan. So we have a huge mine of uh, of Himalayan pink salt, the, the the rock. We have lamps. We, you know, there's a lot of uses of those stone, mm -hmm. those those uh, that salt. So um, that's going to be my first Pakistani product that I'm going to launch very soon. Is the salt? supposed to have some healing power too oh it has it has uh in the salt mine in pakistan uh the people with respiratory problems yeah they go in the mine yeah and we have a system where you sit down and take it easy and breathe it is a therapy for your respiratory problems wow. plus in in a lot of saunas i don't know in korea it's not yet but in some other countries they're using use the himalayan right. salts rocks in the in the sauna, it's it's again a sort of ther therapy, and there are, we we're making toothpaste uh, with the Himalayan salt, which is also good. And there are soaps and massage products, and and we we make lamps. You know, the color is really pinkish, and because there are right. different cuts, so it makes layers. The light reflected so many times, and it becomes like really beautiful lamp. So we put one light inside a rock of Himalayan salt, and it becomes a beautiful lamp. So you can also use it as a decoration piece in your in your home and stuff like that. So this is yeah, great, of, man. Yeah, you know, to 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 increase a country's soft power, you need products. Right, exactly. It's like when when you talk about Italy, people think about you know all the luxury brands right, and cars, right. and That's it's true. the same for Germany. So it's true. If you if some like uh, Pakistani products start to be famous in Korea, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna help exactly. a lot yes, for, for yes. exchanges. And That's stuff. right. So this is one of the things that I really want to do. And then later, of course, like K-pop and 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 you know some Hallyu, some exchange. If it if it could happen between Pakistan and Korea, that would also make the countries more closer. So yeah, these are the things that I'm looking forward to. I can see you're all about collaboration. Of course, yeah. I because I came as a Korean government scholarship student and. For me, Korea is my second home, yeah. and Pakistan is always my first home. And if I could become a good bridge between these two countries, I think that would be something that I really need, should do. If I have the, 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 the opportunity, then I should definitely do it. And I think bringing countries closer together is what a global world wants. And this will be my contribution to make the world more global. For me, man, last question, maybe. What's the, the, the best thing that happened to you in Korea and the worst thing? The worst thing, uh, the best thing. Mm. Anything just happens. Yeah. Or... Can be a funny story too. Can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that sticks out is like, whoa, that was, that the, was the thing. The best, the best thing that happened to me in Korea was. Uh, uh, Don't say meeting my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like. She knows that. You know. um, That's a given. One. Um, one very like it's a it's a small story, but I I always feel like very happy about it uh, because of my work that I'm 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 doing as I said like a bridge between both countries. Uh, one day I got a phone call from an unknown number. 
Uh, and I, because sometimes Pakistani people, when they need help about Korean or some guidance, they call me. And one day somebody called me and he said, like, I'm calling you from a taxi. And uh, uh, the reason why I called you was because I got really, really happy to hear something about you. That, you know, when we take taxis in Korea, yeah. the taxi drivers always want to be friendly with you. So they will ask you like, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? And when you say certain country, they have the... Image, image of that country in their mind and then they would try to pr present it to you so about pakistan as i said like the the perception about being a dangerous country being not very familiar country they would always make signs that really don't represent us mm -hmm. and it makes you sad because you know and then you have to explain it no 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 it's not like this it's like this blah 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 but then this guy said like um he said like the first thing he asked me i took taxi many times a lot of People ask me weird questions about Pakistan, but this guy said to me when I said I'm from Pakistan, he said, "Do you know Zahid Hussain?" Mm. Uh, because he saw me on TV and he had a good image about me. And when he said this to me, I was like, "Oh shit! Uh, oh damn! I I did my my job quite well yeah, uh, to introduce to at least change even one person's mentality. If I could change about Pakistan, uh, that was that was a moment that I got really 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 excited and really really happy. And similarly, I get phone calls from the embassy that hey somebody is here to apply for visa, and we ask them why do you want to visit Pakistan? What is the special thing? And they said like oh, I watched Zahid on the show and he was introducing his his hometown and we want to travel. We really want to see. Wow, so great. these these are the moments that I really. Uh, the kind of like feel really good and when I go to Pakistan Pakistani TV also invites me sometimes because I'm on TV in Korea so last time when I went to Pakistan they invited me on Pakistani television the country's national television Pakistan television we call it PTV and they invited me there and I, I wore a hanbok Although they didn't tell oh, me to great. wear a hanbok, but I wore a hanbok and I went to the TV and uh, they were like surprised, like, what is this? What this? What is this clothes? Mm -hmm. Is it the traditional clothes of Korea? So I then kind of introduced them like this is called hanbok and this is the traditional clothes of, 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 of uh, South Korea and it's a beautiful dress. That's why I really love it. That's why I wanted to represent Korea when I'm in Pakistan. Uh, so they were really happy to see it. And then, you know, so these, these kind of things make me uh, kind of like made me happy. These are the happy moments that I had in Korea. But about the bad moments, uh, uh, I don't really remember like a really crazy bad moment in Korea because I think I'm very satisfied with my life in Korea. But um, Or maybe anything that frustrates you um, the food, from time to time? The food thing frustrated me in the beginning very much. Mm. Uh, not uh, being able to find... Yes, not being able want, to yeah. find because you didn't know the language and then you, you were not able to find like the, the, the food because you, you, know, you have to eat. Uh, to live, uh, so uh, these these that was the moment uh, that was in the beginning only. But after that, I don't know, man. And then you know, because I live in Seoul, and the moment when I became the one, uh, I applied for becoming an honorary honorary citizen of the Seoul city. And you know, being here for a long time, uh, I got honorary citizenship, and that was really a great moment in my life. And plus. Uh, uh, plus, being on the TV show was really good. Uh, these are the really good moments, uh, you know, after coming to Korea. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't I don't think about any bad, bad experience in Korea so far. I have the same. I don't have any bad, bad experience that sticks out. Right, I have right. things that frustrates me, like having not enough public trash cans. Oh, yeah. yeah For these, example, I, there must be some kind of reason I don't understand as a foreigner. Right, right. Maybe it, it's... Because or if you don't have trash cans, people don't throw away. I don't know. Right, right. Like these small things well, are here and there. 
that that made me think of one thing that makes me really frustrating in Korea is, you know, Korean ramyun is really famous. Recently, Korean shin uh, ramyun, the black ramyun of Korea, mm. uh, got really famous in 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 the, in the United States. In New York Times, it was it was an article, and you know, people are like really crazy about it now. Like everybody loves the Korean ramyun; it's really famous. I want to eat Korean ramyun too, but unfortunately, as a Muslim, I cannot eat Korean ramyun because there is a, it is not halal, and the sauce has some, the soup has some some problem uh, that the Muslims cannot eat. So I called all these uh, big brands of ramyun right. because I want to sell. Korean ramen to foreigners in Korea too. They they want to eat Korean ramen too, right? So I wanted to eat Korean ramen. All other foreigners want to eat Korean ramen, and especially Muslims. So I called all of these companies and I told them like, uh, can you give us like the halal? They do have halal certified ramen, mm. but they only make uh, export. Yeah. They only export halal ramen. So when we want to eat halal ramen, we have to ask a friend in Malaysia or Indonesia to buy it for us and bring it back to Korea. This sense. is very frustrating for me like you know I, I i want to try that taste too uh but this is very frustrating that i cannot buy it in korea and i called to these companies that i have an online shop and i want to sell it yeah. too and i want to promote korean products to other countries so if people try in korea they will if they like it i will get data which country people are liking right. it then based on that i can launch this business in that country uh and this is going to be good for you guys and good for me too and good for those people who want to eat it like you know Last time when I was going to Pakistan, my cousin said, can you bring me ramen from, from South Korea? And I took a lot of ramen for, for, for them uh, from here. So I can, I can export it to, to Pakistan and we could do the business together. But they were saying like, no, we are only producing for, 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 export. for export. We don't have in the local market. Uh, we're sorry, blah, 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 like that. So this is very, one of the things that frustrates me a lot sometimes. But let's leave today on a good note okay. and say right. thank you so much for not only being here, but also teaching. Yeah, um, right. It was so interesting, really. Thank Thanks you very much. Because for, when I, we finish this podcast, I'm going to go on Google and look up like <laughs> what's about Pakistan a little uh, bit more detail. Sure, sure. Please travel to Pakistan. Yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot of things to see. As you said, hospitality is one of the strongest points is, that we by have. By the way, is there any direct flight from Seoul into Pakistan? No, unfortunately not. What's the route you have to go? So we normally we use uh, Beijing, as, Beijing as a stop or, or Bangkok as a stop. So what happens, what we normally do is when I take a flight to, to Pakistan... I, I stay over for two days in Bangkok, so you don't need to pay an extra flight to go to go to Thailand. So what happens is I buy one ticket and I visit Thailand also, f stay a few days and there, then and then take the other see. flight a few days after and then go to Pakistan. Oh, that's nice. So this is this is one way that we could do, but there is no direct flight. So we took we take like either the Middle East or in Southeast Asia we took we take Bangkok or in in through China we take we take Beijing like that so you, it takes 10 hours to 12 hours but if there's a straight flight it takes 5 to 6 hours Hopefully, in future, there will be straight. There will be soon. Yes, yes. Hopefully, hopefully. It's a, this also kind of depends on the tourism. Exactly. That we right. talked earlier yes, about. Yes, about that. yes. If the tourism that. increases, there are going to be flights. Be happening. Yes, 100%. that's true. That's exactly true. So, yeah. Uh, travel in Pakistan, we have a lot of things to show. And the people are very hospitable. As you said, people invite you. I, always, I, I think Alberto already heard about this, that... In Pakistan, when you walk in the streets, especially in my hometown in the north, uh, Gilgit Baltistan in the mountains, uh, people would, if they see a foreigner, people think that foreigners are like, in Pakistan, foreigners have a hard time, it's dangerous for foreigners. Believe me, it's more safe for foreigners than the locals. Yeah, because probably. when they say foreigners, they're like really happy to see foreigners and they will like, hey, have a cup of tea at our place. 
I met some Korean people. They always say to say to me, they write to me on Instagram, say like, I went to Pakistan, and one day I ended up in like five or six houses because wow, everybody wants Jesus. to invite me to their country, so to their home. So this is the culture that we have. People are very friendly. We have amazing food. That's why every every guy has a big belly because we <laughs> eat a lot, uh, you know. And uh, so yeah, it's it, there are a lot of things to 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 see in Pakistan. So I would definitely invite you guys to travel. Thank wow, you, man. I'm definitely you. gonna go. Sure, yeah, sure. And this is the perfect stop for today's episode. Thank We're you. We're gonna very end much. it. Thank on you, this oh, yeah, perfect, perfect. Thank you so much Thanks for inviting so, me, and thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thank you.